0: Hello and welcome to Product Packaging and Profit, where we help product-based businesses turn packaging design into a competitive edge to attract customers, grow sales, and boost profits. I'm Kelly Kemple. After 20 years of designing packaging for national retailers, I founded Hidden Path Creative, a graphic design studio that supports entrepreneurs with branding and packaging to get their products seen and sold. I'm sharing the secrets that launched big brands so your products can stand out. Let's get started. Today, I am so excited to be chatting with Carrie Fitzgerald. She is a multi-passionate e-commerce coach, and she has fast become a great internet friend who I'm so excited to meet in person in May. We talked all about in this episode. Carrie is a product business coach, educator, and host of the Six Figure Product Business Podcast. As a digital marketing expert, Carrie helps e-commerce businesses create wildly in-demand brands that their customers are obsessed with. Her unique framework stems from organic marketing that brings in consistent sales and traffic without focusing a dime on ads. Listen to the end to get a special offer when you purchase a ticket to the ultimate product party. Now let's get started. All right, Carrie, thank you so much for joining me for product packaging and profit today. I am so excited to have you here. Yay, me too. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. To get started, do you want to tell me and the listeners a little bit about yourself and your business?
1: Yeah, sure. So my name is Carrie Fitzgerald. I am an e-commerce and product-based coach, educator, mentor, um, multi-passionate, I don't know, person. I de- definitely dabble in a lot of things. Uh, my business, I do courses. I have membership program. I do coaching programs, all catered to help people like you uh, grow brands that your customers are obsessed with and to get more traffic and visibility to your business. So that's kind of my business in a quick little nutshell. <laughs> I think that's a good nutshell. I, I like that you called yourself
0: multipassionate because I do feel like you are launching like a a course or a challenge or something like every other week. And I always find it super <laughs> interesting to watch your Instagram stories and see that.
1: I yeah, I'm a li- sometimes I'm a little overboard and I'm like, I need to stop having so many things all the time. I just I went through a phase of my business um last last year ish. Uh, where I really focused on only selling one thing for the whole year. And I was really, really bored. And so Mm -hmm. once I got out of a mastermind program where we were sort of like, okay, this is the structure. You have to only focus on one thing Uh, that ended for me in June. And ever since then, I've kind of been like a wild person and just like, I'm going to launch everything and do everything. (laughs) I was like released back into the wild. No, I'm just kidding. Um, and I feel like I, I, it was just a mastermind where like the focus was focus on one offer and like scale that, and it just didn't quite work for me. So I think I felt very repressed after that year, and I was like, I just want to do a lot of fun things because I'm someone who is multi passionate and, um, I like to just do things that feel very intuitively like aligned for me, and unfortunately, that's a lot of things. So.
0: Well, I, Hey, like I said, I, I think it's pretty great. I do think that's one of the benefits of being an entrepreneur, right? Like you have an idea, you can go after it. You can make it happen. Absolutely. Um, So before we get into more of your offers and and what you have going on, you used to have an e-commerce business before you became an educator, mentor, coach. Mm -hmm. What inspired you to pivot from Running your own e-commerce business to becoming that mentor, coach, educator.
1: Yeah. So I had the business called the Dapper Dog Box for three years, and I decided to sell it. So I sold it in 2019, and I was like, "Woohoo! I can have balance in my life." Uh, no, I'm just kidding, but um, <laughs> not really kidding. <laughs> I spent like my whole life shipping packages and living at the post office and just working, you know, 24 seven. So yeah, when I sold my business, I I sort of had this feeling like I could already see a vision of myself helping people start their businesses because, you know, when you have a product-based business and you don't have a coach, a mentor, a course, you have to figure out 500 million things. And it's like, every single thing is like another hurdle where you're like, oh my God, okay, I have my products now, but now what packaging do I do? Do I do a corrugated mailer? Do I do a poly mailer? Do I do a sticker? What the hell do I do? There's 500 options. And you go down the rabbit hole of watching YouTube videos, Googling things, piecing things together, making mistakes because you don't really know which is the right option for you.
0: Mm -hmm. And-
1: That's sort of like starting a product based business. There's like endless decisions and things that you don't know how to do. And I kind of was like, I want to help people cut through all that crap and just help them launch a business quickly and not waste money like I did, wasting money on like you know paying a website designer who I spent two thousand dollars and all he did was like put some colors on a page. It was awful. Mm -hmm. Um, so I kind of knew I wanted to do that. I took a bit of time off after I sold my business and. I was actually trying to get a corporate job because I thought like I had just had a baby um, when I first started my business and I, you know, worked a lot and I was like, I feel like I need balance in my life. And so I was trying to get a corporate job, but didn't work out. And then I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to create a course. And so I um, created a subscription box course that taught people how to start and launch a subscription box business. And that was kind of the start of my current business. Now I like started a personal blog and I was like, I want to write about all the things I learned. Like I grew my Instagram account to like 42,000 followers. And I was like, I want to teach people what I did. And like, I had a really successful affiliate program. So I kind of started those things. And then I officially launched my business three years ago. So kind of a long winded answer, but, um, but yeah, selling my business was like the catalyst to what I'm doing now, which was the best decision I could have ever made for my business and myself and my mental health. Yes. Yes. And, um, I'm, I'm kind of glad you didn't wind up in corporate. Um,
0: I pivoted from corporate to this and I don't know, I think it's always the grass is greener, right? Like that there's balance over there, balance over there, but we kind of have to make it because I don't know, corporate, corporate sometimes doesn't provide that
1: balance. (laughs) No. And I like, and I came from that background too. You know, I, I worked in international education and I worked in marketing and sales for, for 10 years, more than that, actually. Um, so like, I knew that kind of lifestyle, but I think when you go from having your own business and like, there is no nine to five No, there's mm-hmm. like crack of dawn till midnight or however many hours you can work in a day. And like, there's no one to tell you, Hey, Kelly, go home, you know, right. shut your laptop. It's 5.00 PM. Like that whole, Oh, 5.00 PM. My laptop closes. Um, I still don't do that. I still struggle with balance every single day, you know? Um, but yeah, I'm glad I didn't get the job either. And in hindsight, I was like, why is everyone rejecting me? I think it was just like, I was not meant to do mm-hmm. <laughs> the universe had better plans for me. And I can see that now, but, um, yeah, that was not very fun though. Like who, yeah. no one wants to get rejected from like all these companies. So no, that's very true. All good. Very true. <laughs> well, um, so
0: transitioning a little bit, you did just launch a new program. It's a mastermind, right? Called the Cultish Product.
1: Yeah. It's a, a, a group coaching program. I, I did okay. call it a mastermind, but then I removed the word mastermind and just called it group coaching. <laughs> Cause I was like, oh, I feel like mastermind evokes a certain like type of program, but mm-hmm. um, yes, I just launched it. And I have seven people in and we have our first call tomorrow. So I'm very excited, but thank you for asking. (laughs) That is so
0: exciting. Um, So I wanted to ask you a little bit about why you named it the Cultish product. Cause I feel like you've been talking about like customer obsession and Cultish products and Cultish brands in your stories a little bit. And I'd love to hear more of your perspective on like, what is a Cultish product to you?
1: Yeah, thank you so much for asking. Um, I love this topic. And this is something that I've kind of dove into recently, uh, kind of headfirst. I spent the last two years, two and a half years talking about like how to get organic traffic for your e-commerce business pretty much exclusively. And I was like, I'm so bored. I'm bored of talking about traffic. I'm bored while I love traffic and all that. It just felt boring. Um, and anyway, I'm writing, actually writing a business book. So again, speaking of like multi-passionate, I'm doing a lot of things and my business book is called, it's going to be called customer obsession. And the reason I'm doing all these things is because when I grew my product-based business from nothing to thousands of customers, like five-star reviews, almost half a million in sales in two and a half years without using ads, without staff, without support, without a friggin' team, I did everything on my own. And I was really reflecting back last year. I'm like, what did I do that grew my business? And one of the things I did was I leveraged my customers. I got my customers to like feel involved with my brand. I got my customers to like, I leveraged my customers to like sell for me. I kind of like took my customers and made them like brand evangelists. It kind of sounds like cheesy, but it's true. Mm-hmm. And I think this is something that is not really talked about enough when it comes to the e-commerce space. I think we all, like, we all see people on YouTube, like, oh, buy my course and I'll teach you how to run funnels and facebook ads and click funnels and you can make a million bucks in your sleep in your underwear in five minutes if you buy my course like we kind of hear all this garbage yes and we get we get sold like oh just do ads do facebook ads if you're not doing facebook ads for your product-based business you're gonna be a failure and like oh if you're not if you don't buy my instagram reels course for two thousand dollars like you're not gonna do it like i feel like we get like not we, cause I don't actually have a product-based business, but I see everything. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of these people are always pushing, um, like Instagram, Facebook ads, those kind of things. And if we don't do those, we're not going to grow our business. But actually, if you just treat your customers well, if you use your, not use, if you get your customers to refer friends and family, if you create an awesome experience for them through packaging inserts, email automations. These are all actually very easy things to do and implement. And you don't have to do ads. You don't have to spend all day on social media and you can still grow your business and make money. And I just felt very aligned to this the past year. And when I started writing my business book, the more I've gotten into my book, I'm like, okay, I need to talk more about the things I'm writing about because it's not talked about enough. It's not promoted enough. And these are things that people can do for free in their business to grow. You don't have to do, and like not only free sort of, but it doesn't, these things that I'm teaching, you don't have to spend all day on Instagram. You don't have to spend all day in TikTok, And I think that's very important with like the effects of social media on our mental health and like the amount of time we spend scrolling and being like, oh my God, Susan's brand, like she's killing it. My brand stinks. Like there's so many things. So that sort of, I feel like I'm rambling right now, but that's sort of um, why I decided that I wanted to start talking about this stuff more Mm -hmm. is I think it's really important that people understand that when you take care of your customers, they'll come back to you. When you take care of your customers, they refer friends and family, they post about you on social media and all those things are getting your brand visibility. They're getting people to talk about you. And if you notice here, none of those things really require much work on you. Like there are certain things you set up up front. and then that stuff kind of runs automatically for you. So you're not having to like spend all day on Instagram or TikTok and you still get sales coming in. So that's sort of the framework for the course. And I know that you asked me what I think is a cultish product. Um, I think a cultish product or a cultish brand is something that has um, visibility. People know about you. Um, you have a great story. You connect with your customers. you involve your customers and your brand, which you can do um, in a variety of ways. and you create an awesome experience for them. So again, through like your packaging, through your website, like is it easy for people to find things? you know when when the when the customer gets your product, do they whip out their phone and post on social media? And I know you do a lot with packaging. You mm-hmm. understand the importance of packaging, but it has massive effects on, the customer experience. And when you get the product in the mail, you're like, holy SHIT, I have to whip up my phone and post this on social media immediately because I am obsessed. Like right. like that's ha- what your stuff should do, you know? <laughs> right. Like you want to have that thing that
0: everybody's like, Oh my God, I can't wait to share this. I can't wait to give it as yes. a gift. I can't wait to show somebody else. I can't wait to tell my friends. And I think that like what you're talking about, about having your customers do that for you, treating your customers well, so that they do that for you is, I don't know, it's so easy to get caught up in like, how many Instagram followers do I have? And yeah. how can I get this influencer to talk about my product or what, mm. whatever that is, when really like you could have more people talking about your product. They might be talking to, they might not have an audience of a million people on TikTok, but it's a telephone game. Somebody tells somebody, somebody tells somebody else.
1: And exactly.
0: Yeah. Like there's so much, I think there's so much power in that. And I think you're right. Not, mm-hmm. not a lot of people are talking about that right now because it's, no, it's more of a long game, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And I think it's just in general, like, I think being like creating this, like call like following call like brand, whatever. It's really all about like re- customer retention. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of like when we're looking at what's the result of all the things I'm doing, like, that's kind of it. I think, yes, you get visibility, Yes, you grow your brand, but in the end, like you're really retaining your customers. So every time, you know, you get one person that buys your product, um, they come back and they buy again and then they buy, they're like, Oh, I need a gift for my friend for the baby shower, for her wedding, for whatever, like your brand comes top of mind. And then every time someone gifts something, that's another opportunity to get in front of those people's audiences. So it's kind of like the whole thing will help you retain customers. And of course, like do all the other things.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's very very true. Okay, so you touched a little bit on how packaging can help with that, but I'd love to talk more about that. So like, what are some things that you recommend that product businesses include in their packaging, add to their packaging to like encourage their customers to either share or purchase again or like really just continue to connect with the brand.
1: Yeah, I mean I think two things that you can do and one is the the most obvious and that is is your inserts. So those are like going to be a postcard or some kind of a printable thing that you put in with your packaging. This is where I think a lot of brands are missing an opportunity because I order a lot of things I'm always um, ordering things for market research just to like, cause I like to do unboxing videos. I order from people in my community and my membership program. And a lot of them don't include those things. And I'm always like, Oh, we have to like, got to make a little card or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause you can one tell people remind, cause some people will send a product and there's no, no branded packaging. There's no insert. There's like nothing. And you're like, who is this? I have no idea who this product is from. Mm-hmm that's actually happened to me a few times. I'm like, I have no idea what this is. I don't remember ordering it. And like, who is it? from? I also might have early Alzheimer's. I don't know, but you have to create a branded experience. Cause if you're not like people won't share it on social media and they're like, Oh, look at this pen I got. And it's like, well, who's, who's the pen from? Like Mm -hmm. I can name one person in particular because I know that we're both going to UPP is Mm -hmm. like Kitty Meow Boutique. I mean her, so she sells like paper and pens and you know, those kind of things. And her packaging is so freaking on point like, Oh my God, it's the best. And if you have any of her stuff, it's like wrapped in ribbons. And it's like, if you ever hold it up to a camera, it's like very clear Kitty Meow Boutique. It's all over the place. That's what you kind of have to do. You have to be in your face with the packaging, with the whole experience. So I think beyond um, like a postcard or an insert is the actual packaging itself. So for example, my business that I founded the Dapper Dog Box, I actually had like on the actual box share, like I literally had a call to action printed on the front of the box. So you open up the box and there's stuff on the inside. And then the bottom flat below, it literally said, share a box, share this box on social media. Um, and win a free box. I forget what I said. So basically like share a photo of this and win a free box. And I put my hashtag. So not only was I hitting people with the packaging, but on the insert, I reminded them, hey, win a free box, take a picture and enter our photo contest each month. Then they also got hit up in the post-purchase email sequence. So I was like hitting them up at every possible <laughs> place for my... <laughs> I want to see a picture of you and your, the pack, you know, the box and the packaging mm-hmm. and all that. So I think you kind of have to be a bit like, you have to like be in your face. And like, yeah, one thing I want to just touch upon too, is like when someone gets your product in the mail, that is the one specific and best opportunity time you're hitting them when they are the most excited about your product. they they got it in the mailbox. They got the notification. Like, oh my gosh, I just got my mug from whoever, It's in the mailbox. They're running to the mailbox, grabbing the box, bring it back to the house, opening it up. And like, if you're not getting them right there, they're going to forget. Yes. No. So when Mm -hmm. someone opens up the product, that's the time to remind them, Hey, we want to see an unboxing of this. We want to see a picture of your coffee mug with your favorite beverage. Take a picture right now. Go make yourself a drink, like no judgment from us. So you have to kind of be like in your face about your packaging and asking the customer to do things for you. I think we're always afraid to ask. Yeah. Like we're afraid to ask for the sale. We're afraid to talk about our product. We're afraid to do blah, blah, blah. But like, just ask them. If you don't ask them, they won't do it for you. Right. Yeah. You kind of have to like prompt people
0: a little bit. And Mm -hmm. if they don't want to do it, they won't do it. But they're not going to be offended that you asked them. They're just going to say, it's just not for me. Um, But I also think, you know, when you're talking about your the Daffer Dog business that you had and making sure that you had that branding on the outside of the box. Mm-hmm. I know that like those shipping boxes can always be a cost for businesses. Yep. Um. But at the same time, we're such visual, like as human beings, we take in so much information visually. That's like where we remember things the most. Color is like one of the most memorable elements that you have. So even if you got a tape with your, with your brand color and your logo on it. If you Mm -hmm. can't do the whole box, like you're still adding to that memorability, which just adds to that top of mind that you're talking about, which is like really, really what you want. Um, So I, you know, I love that recommendation of like making sure that you're getting some sort of branding on the outside of the box and some sort of call to action to ask people
1: to share it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And I also think too, like make sure you put, your information on the, if you do like a printed insert, um, remind people what your Instagram handle is or your TikTok Mm -hmm. handle. Don't assume that they know. Cause sometimes too, like when you go to search for a brand and it's not like on Instagram, I know, I don't know if it's always been like this, but if it's not the exact, like, Oh, you, you didn't put this space in it. It's like, Oh, the account doesn't exist. Right. It doesn't show up. And then you've lost somebody's attention. So you don't know, like you might think, oh, they don't have Instagram or something. I don't know. So like, just as a reminder, make sure you put like your website, your handle, because people don't know, and people are lazy. They don't always want to search for it. So make it idiot. (laughs) 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 idiot Everything. (laughs) Right. Just make it easy.
0: Like people, yeah, yeah, people like things that are easy. They'll do it if it's easy. If it's hard, they won't do it, but Oh, man. Yeah. And I also think that, like we like as business owners, we get so used to like seeing our own information, too, mm-hmm. right? So it's like,, oh, I don't necessarily want to put my logo on that again, or, you know, I don't want to repeat that, But our customers aren't seeing things every day that we're seeing. Like they're they're looking at your brand when they're ordering, and then they're seeing it again when they get their product. They may not necessarily have seen it in between unless you sent like an email in between.
1: You've seen it every day, but yeah, yeah,
0: you can, you can say it again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's exactly true. I feel like you mm-hmm. can never say your brand name enough or show it. No, no. So put <laughs> it on there in extra time, people. Um,
0: yes. <laughs> all right. So you mentioned UPP, ultimate product party. We are both going to be there in Nashville yeah. in May. I'm so excited! Finally get to meet Me person.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. Um, so what are what are you going to be chatting about in Nashville? So I'm talking about how to create a cult like following. Love it. So, yeah, it's like my thing of 2023, and I'm I'm very yeah, I'm all in. <laughs> You're all in. Love it. Love it.
0: What about you? Um, I I am going to be talking about big brand secrets. So before I started my business, I worked in-house for two different retailers doing branding and packaging for private brands. So I'm going to be,
1: right.
0: yeah, yeah. yeah so, I love that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be sharing some of those like inside retail secrets that I bring to my clients. So it nice. should be pretty fun.
1: Mm-hmm. Which, which were the, what, who did you work? Are you allowed to say I, who you were? Oh yeah. 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 I say it all the time.
0: Um, I worked for Dick's Sporting Goods for eight years doing branding and packaging for all sorts of sporting goods, a lot of golf stuff, like golf balls and golf equipment, which is really fun because they let you use all the foil materials for the golf ball packaging. And yeah. Um, And then I worked for Kohl's for 10 years doing branding and packaging there.
1: Wow. That's
0: so cool. I didn't know that. I love that. Yeah. So, but, and I loved working for those big brands and like half of Kohl's is private brands. So it's like, I touched pretty much every, if you've ever shopped at Kohl's, I've touched pretty much every product category, home, bedding, fashion, all that. Um, but like all the real product innovation is happening with happening with the small product businesses. So this is so much more exciting to me because I get to work on, I get to work with product businesses that have like much more innovation in their business, really cool products, really cool stories, but I can help them get their products ready for retail to get into the retailers, which is um so anyway, so I'll be sharing some of those secrets at Ultimate Product Party. Oh, I'm
1: excited. <laughs> Are you doing um a round table or the um I forget what the other thing is called the what's it called?
0: I I'm doing is the shortest. Yes. I'm doing okay. the shortest one, which I think is a round table.
1: Okay. <laughs> which one, which one are you breakout. doing? It's a breakout. That's what it is. Oh,
0: I I'm doing a round table.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm doing a round table too. Okay. I hope okay, like cool. we, we can see other people's. Cause I remember last year I didn't get to sit. I think I got to sit on one other session and I was like, I want to sit in like all these cool sessions. And I had to do my own sessions. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hope so too. I just keep looking at the list and I'm like, Oh, that looks really interesting. That looks really interesting. Yeah. Um, what who what are you excited to see at Ultimate Product Party? Like, is there another another speaker, another like is there a topic that you are interested in?
1: Um I I don't know. I mean, yes, but I feel like I like everything. As long as it doesn't have to do with tax or accounting, like I'm into it. I <laughs> hate I don't like anything with accounting. <laughs> that was a session I sat in and last year was accounting. Cause I was like, I need help. Please help me. Yeah. I need a bookkeeper. Um, and that was actually, they made it very fun. They did, they did a great job. Um, I feel like there was a few people who I was interested in, in hearing. I know. Um is it Ciara? The, she's one of the keynotes. She has the granola, vintage yes. granola brand. Mm-hmm. So she was one of the, she, like last year she was making the like acai bowls for people. So I'm really, really excited to like hear her, her story. And I guess she has some really interesting story. So yeah, like things like that. I, I loved, um, like last year docs design did a breakout session on branding and packaging. And of course I love that because, um, as you know, I love like all things packaging. So yeah, I'm kind of like, I don't know. I think when you're also speaking there, you don't get to fully like enjoy the whole experience mm-hmm. because you have to like get your stuff ready and, you know, not in the same capacity. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, I'm not really sure who else. I think there was a few people that I saw, but I'm kind of like, yeah, when is- I'm just excited to go. I feel like t- to be honest, like last year going, Um, just like the energy of connecting with people in person. And there was a few people that I had known from Instagram and being able to just spend time with them and sit down and get a drink and get a coffee. Like that was the fun part for me. And I'm excited to come back this year too. I know, like, I feel like I've gotten to know a lot more people, like people like you, like we've had (laughs) conversations, on Instagram, but we haven't met yet. And like, right. in person kind of like solidifies things. And we're like, okay, now we're like real friends. <laughs> so I'm kind of excited for that. I have to say, I'm excited for that
0: too. Cause you know, like you mentioned, like people like you, Kayla from docs design, who I've been like mm-hmm. chatting with over Instagram, because we're, we're bonding over this love of packaging and sharing things about package. We're both sharing things about packaging it at, at UPP. <sighs> but also Nicole from Sprout Law. I've been working with her since I started my business and oh. her and I have never met in person. So I'm like, oh, this will be really exciting to, to meet oh, Nicole cool. in person. Mm-hmm.
1: What does she do? Is she like
0: legal lawyer? Tra- trade Trademark law. Oh, so okay. yeah, so cool. she she filed my trademark for my business. And every time I have a client that, needs any sort of trademark support, I send them to Nicole. Cause um, she's just, I don't know. I think she's just really fantastic. She knows her stuff.
1: Oh, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. But it—it mm-hmm. it, it is great to meet people in, in, in real life. It, it just, I don't know. I just feel like it does change things a little bit for the better. It does. It does. Um, it's funny. I just,
0: as an aside, I went to a, I went to a retreat back in September with a, group that I like a group coaching, uh, group that I had been meeting with some of the women regularly throughout the year. And before, before I went, I was like, I'm really excited to meet these ladies in person, but I was also like, okay, this is a little nerve wracking. Cause have never met in person. Mm-hmm. And, um, I have to say, I walked in the door and Christina coach that I worked with looked at me and she goes, you're much shorter than I thought you would be. Like it was the first thing that came out of her mouth <laughs> and I went, and it just completely broke the ice. Where I was like, yeah, this is just going to be like a normal video call, except we're here in person.
1: <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It, it's true though. Like I, I did the same, same thing for me. Like I met a couple um, people who I had become friends with via Instagram. We had chatted. They'd been on my podcast twice actually. And then I finally met them in person and I was like, it was like we had known each other forever. Do you know? You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really funny how that can happen, but it, yeah. So yeah. I think meeting people in person it, also, cause I think we've all been, you know, hibernating for the past couple of years, a little bit more than normal. And so just getting out to an in-person event and seeing all these different brands and just feel like walking away, feeling inspired in your own way. I know that's really what, what happened for me last year. I just walked away feeling like, wow, the inspiration in things that can happen for people at these in-person events is on unre- un- the, it's unreal. Cause yeah, I went to yeah. two back-to-back in person. One was a retreat and then one was ultimate product party. And I was like, oh my gosh, in-person things are freaking the jam, you know? <laughs>
0: yeah. Yes. There's definitely like a different kind of energy
1: when you're, when you're in person.
0: Yeah. Um Okay. Awesome. Well, I am so excited to see you there and um, it's we're just going to have so much fun. It will be. Mm-hmm. Have you been to Nashville? I have been to Nashville before. Um, I've been twice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Once was like business and personal and then once was just personal, but um, this time I'm like considering it a girl's trip. So we'll go to ultimate product party. And then I think my sister and my best friend are going to come down for the weekend and we're going to make a little weekend out of oh, it yeah.
1: afterwards. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That. Yeah. Have you this been there? My first, no, it's my first time going. Oh. So I yeah, it's weird. Like I've been to a lot of different places and lots of countries and I'm like, how have I not been to freaking Nashville? So <laughs> I'm excited. It'll be fun. It. You know what? It is a
0: cute city. Like it's just, it's got some like one, it's just got like some great heritage to it. Like I love a city that like has its own character and like mm-hmm. architecture matches like the, like the vibe and like the people. Yeah. Um, and yes, of course, there's like Broadway with like all of the country music, but there's also like lots of like really great cute shops with like lots of local products and things that I think, a lot of like the ultimate product party attendees are going to really, really enjoy.
1: So oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to try like the spi- hot chicken that I keep hearing about too. Oh, the Nashville hot chicken. Mm. Yes. It's,
0: it's pretty delicious. Do you like spicy foods? Obsessed. Love.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like the spicier and burn my mouth off is the better. So I put <laughs> hot sauce on everything I like drink. I can like eat chili peppers whole. Um, wow. yeah, I love hot sauce. So I'm very excited for that. I was with you up until that eat the spicy peppers whole,
0: oh, the, but chili the, pe- the rest of the
1: chili peppers whole, but the rest <laughs> of it I'm there. I'm there for <laughs> My husband is from India and we went, mm-hmm. um, we went in April of this well last year and like in, in India, like you put chilies on almost everything. Most people there eat very spicy food, not everyone actually, but most of them do. But I think there's a definitely a stereotype for Americans that like, we don't really like spicy food. And when, when I was over there, I would always ask like, can I get a like chili with my food almost every meal? And they would give me like a green chili pepper. And I don't know what kind they are. they're not like Thai chili peppers, but something from India, they are like hot as hell. And I would just eat like one or two with every meal. And I was like, I don't know how I didn't come back from that trip with like burned holes in my stomach or something. (laughs) I have no idea, but they would always be like, Oh my God, like, who are you? How can you eat all this peppers? Like they don't even eat the chili peppers. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm weird, I guess, but I do love a good chili pepper. One of my dreams is to literally be in like a hot sauce contest,
0: (laughs) (laughs) like making it or eating it like, like a food eating contest. Right.
1: Yeah. Or like something, you know, the, I forget the show where like they eat the little chicken bits. I think it's chicken with a hot sauce on it. Is that a show? I feel like there is hot ones or something. I feel like I've seen it before. I would love to be in like a hot sauce contest where like we compete against who can eat the most like hottest hot sauce. (laughs)
0: I feel like my husband would be in that contest with you.
1: <laughs> I love it. I think that would be, it would just be really, really fun. And I just like trying different, different types mm-hmm. of hot sauce. Mm-hmm. I can oh. go down a hot sauce rabbit hole. So. Well,
0: we'll have yeah. to find you some hot sauce in Nashville, or at least one of those hot chicken sandwiches. Cause they're delicious. Yeah, um, I did. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I want to ask you the question that I asked. Everybody that comes on the podcast, and I know you're going to have a great answer because you love packaging as much as I do, which is what
1: is the last product that you bought because of the packaging? So I wanted to ask you, I should have clarified. Can I talk about a label on a product or does it have to be like the outside packaging?
0: Any type of packaging. So label on a product
1: is right there. A hundred million percent poppy, the drink. Oh, do you know Poppy? Is this the? No, I don't think I know oh Poppy. My oh my God, you're going to die. P um, O P P I. It's a, it's a, um, they call it like prebiotic. I don't even know what the hell that means, but I'm like, I'm buying this thing. <laughs> prebiotic, like drink. So it's kind of like a soda oh. water with. Yes. Prebiotic stuff in it. I don't know. Honestly, if you look at the ingredients, it seems like they just put. Uh, apple cider vinegar in with a bunch of other crap and they call it prebiotic, but um the package, like, yeah, I f- like, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. It's I bought gorgeous. three different of the colors and I have never seen anything just going into like a whole foods or grocery store where like the product pops off of the shelf and everything around it just feels bland and vanilla compared to poppy. I think they have and honestly, the, the packaging is like, if you're looking at it, it's not like anything super complex. It's just no. like the big, like I'm looking at a can right now on my desk. I have the strawberry lemon drink and it's just like a red can with a big, bright yellow strawberry on it. And it's actually quite simple, but like between the font, the like poppy font that, which is white. And then like the actual like fruit on it, that just the contrasting, very dominant colors. I mean, I've never seen anything like it and I'm obsessed.
0: <laughs> I I had to Google it and I'm on their website right now and it is gorgeous. Because mm-hmm. you're right. It's very simple. Like they were very restrained in terms of like what they put on the can. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to put like a gazillion things on a label and like, you know, list out everything. But they've just got this beautiful, huge graphic of... Whatever the flavor is, mm-hmm. whether it's a raspberry or a lime or an orange or the strawberry and these like really poppy colors, mm-hmm. poppy, poppy like, yeah.
1: And with you, I'm not sure. I'm not so sure. I understand the prebiotic. I know. Thing. I was like, I don't, <laughs> is that like probiotic? I don't understand the difference, but if you look at the ingredients, it literally just seems like they just add apple cider vinegar to a drink. I'm like, how is that? revolutionary but I don't know no judgment <laughs> I mean they so they're they're really famous now because they were on Shark Tank and they got mm. a deal I believe they got a deal from Shark Tank so of okay. course that will catapult a brand but they are now in Whole Foods they are in oh, I feel like I have another one that I want to mention can I give you two or yeah okay Um, another brand that I really love is Cool House the ice cream brand and I literally oh. just posted about them today on my Instagram they have a, so one time I went into, I have this shop in my town called Metropolitan Market. It's kind of like a boutique grocery store, which I love. And I was like, I want to start recording some videos for content on like mm-hmm. the five best ice cream brands from like a grocery store or something. Just like stupid things that make me happy that like, I don't know if anyone cares about. I feel like you care about, but mm-hmm. there are things I just enjoy doing. Um, and so I went in there and I was looking at the different ice cream brands and I was like, oh my God, like. I really like this cool house one, but then I read about them and I read their story and they have the coolest story I've ever heard in my whole life of any business, but I think their packaging is really fun. Yeah. It's like, it's just kind of funky and fun. And um, yeah. So I really like that one too. Yeah. Like their illustrations are, I would say they're like a little seventies inspired.
0: Exactly. Like retro. Yeah. Yes. But then like, you know, they've layered in some photography of their ice cream mm. and their colors are fun, but like, yes, the like the packaging itself is
1: just like, it's just very vibey yeah. and fun. It's um, so fun. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love them. And if you read their story, it's like, they're basically like in a quick nutshell, I know we probably have to pop off. Um, they, so it was two, founded by two girls. I think they lived in like LA or something, And they bought a old postal truck van off Craigslist. They had it towed to a Coachella music festival because I guess the truck was broken down and they towed it. They decorated it as an ice cream truck and like they, I don't know exactly what they did at Coachella, but basically after that the brand like went viral and now it's like they're sold in like six thousand Whole Foods and all these different stores and yeah, they're just, and they have a lot more to their story, but it's like such a cool brand. I'm obsessed with them. Yeah. No, this looks really cool. And I
0: have to say, if I had seen this in my local grocery store, I would have picked it up right away. Mm -hmm. Um, in fact, I feel like I need to go find it locally now to get it.
1: Um, thank you for sharing both of those. They are, um, they're amazing examples. (laughs) (laughs) I feel mm-hmm. like I have a lot of examples of things I buy just because the packaging looks great, which is a lot of my purchases. So yeah, yeah, I love
0: it. Same. I just ordered two gifts for my nieces because I'm like, this packaging is amazing. They're gonna they're gonna love this like little novelty body soap. And if they don't, they can give it back to me because the packaging is really cute. Um.
1: Yes, <laughs> gotta have good packaging, people. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Gotta hire Kelly to do your (laughs) best. And then hire Carrie
0: to help you market your business and retain your customers.
1: Um, All right. So, so Carrie, on that note, where can everybody find you? So you can find me on my website, Carrie And that's K-E-R-R-I-E. And you can also find me on Instagram, Carrie.a.fitzgerald. And be sure to say Hello. And I have a podcast and YouTube but you can pretty much find everything on my website or on my Instagram. so yeah
0: fantastic.
1: Um, thank you so much for joining me today. Um,
0: and yeah everybody go check Carrie out. Thank you so much. it was so fun to chat with you Thanks for having me If you want to join me, Carrie and all of your soon to be business besties at the ultimate product party head on over to hiddenpathcreative.com/upp you'll find a link to order your ticket and when you get your ticket using my affiliate link I'll also give you free access to the packaging field guide the packaging field guide is my step-by-step process for sourcing profitable packaging and it includes my supplier directory with over 50 printers as well as everything you need to choose the right print partner for your business Thank you for listening to product packaging and profit, a podcast for product entrepreneurs, looking to level up with packaging. We hope you'll join us next time to hear more about how packaging can help propel profitable product businesses. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us wherever you're listening and be sure to come back next time. Until then, this is Kelly Kimple of Hidden Path Creative. And don't forget what's on the outside matters too.